I'm Michelle Broadbent and welcome to your Business Boost podcast. Join me as I take you behind the scenes to show you what it's really like to build a successful business. I'll be sharing practical tools, advice, and insights that will change the way you work. So if you're ready to boost your business and your life, let's get started with today's episode. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Your Business Boost podcast. Now, as you hear me say in the intro every week, if you don't skip through it, that this podcast is to take you behind the scenes of what it's really like to build a successful business. But I also acknowledge that everyone's version of success is different. So for some people, it's hitting that magical six or seven figure revenue number. For others, it's working a four-day week. For you, it could be working around the needs of your family. It could be being able to take the summer off every year or the winter off as so many people in my world seem to be doing right now and swanning around Europe, which is absolutely fabulous. So whatever your version of success is, I hope that each week when you tune into this podcast, you get some insights and some inspiration from what it could look like for you. And that is why I am really excited to be introducing you to today's guest because she is someone that I consider to be a true success story, a very quiet achiever, but a success story by anyone's standards. Julia Jones is a postpartum doula and educator and author. She has 15 years of experience in postpartum care and through her signature online course, The Newborn Mothers Collective, she's trained almost 2,000 postpartum professionals across Across 60 different countries. She's built the most incredible community and she is absolute proof that knowing your community and the needs of that community inside out and back to front and sticking to one clear, concise way of working with them is a recipe for long-term success. Her program has been endorsed by the College of Midwives and a number of other international bodies, which I think is a real credit to her. Um, She has been a client of mine for the last three years and it has been my absolute privilege to support her her as her wing woman. I've watched this success come from, I guess, quite a healthy balance of strategy, really, really hard work, a little bit of manifestation and, you know, sending things out to the universe as we all like to mix a little bit of woo in with the practical. Um, But she has, she has achieved some really amazing things and she is going to talk about that today. Um, But these are big goals that she has set for herself and she has achieved those during our time together. And um, I am just absolutely thrilled to have been able to 
help her get there. And um, while I am not taking all the credit um, for her hard work, um, she acknowledges that it is the work that we have done together that has helped her stay the course. And that is something that I am just ridiculously proud of for her. So without any further ado, I would like to introduce you to my wonderful client, Julia Jones. Julia, welcome to your Business Boost podcast. It's so nice to have you here. Always a pleasure to chat with you, Michelle. I'm very happy to be here. Oh, so as I said in my introduction, you're actually been probably my longest continual client that I've worked with in my business. It's been three years that we have been working together um, and I've just absolutely loved working as your wing woman and seeing the inner workings of your business and and seeing that the the success that has um, come for you over the last few years. Um, would you mind just sharing with our listeners your like the business your business birth story and how you got to where you are now? Yeah, sure. So before that, the way that I came to you, Michelle, I just want to share. I was looking for someone who could support me in my business, but that wasn't like a rah-rah coach. The fact that you were advertising yourself as a strategist, I wanted someone more like practical, more down to earth, um, and not like someone who was all glitz and glamour, but no substance. Uh, And that's how I found you. And it's just been such a great three years. So uh, yeah, I've absolutely loved working with you. And you've definitely helped me to take, um, you know, my business kind of to the next level, which was, you know, always the plan. Thank you. So rewinding even further back from that, yeah. I um, so I studied at university social justice, which a lot of people don't exactly know what that means, but it's it's basically to do with human rights and a social approach um, to things like health and um, you know even economics and that kind of thing, but looking at it at, at a social level rather than at an individual level. So this was quite a long time ago. Um, I never really settled into a career. I worked a little bit in all sorts of different community development type roles, many of which were really fun. I had lots of great opportunities. But uh, when I was traveling in Asia, I saw how different the experience was for women when they had babies than it is here in Australia. And I really just had this realization that socially, we're doing something wrong from that social justice lens. I could see that the outcomes that that Australian women get and, and women generally across the developed world, it's the result of a lack of social support for families. And I was travelling in the time at the time in India and Vietnam and uh, Cambodia, Laos. We, we were going to lots of different places. And everywhere I was just seeing this this the way that the village takes the responsibility for the child, they care for the mum, the mum rests, she gets fed, and they have a lot of kind of rituals and ceremonies around the rites of passage and that sort of thing. And, you know, then you come home to Australia and you're like, oh, my gosh, there's like nothing. Mums get sent home 24 hours after giving birth and are just kind of like said, great, we'll see you at the six-week GP checkup or something. They might have a child health nurse pop in. or But it's really like the lack of support is really obvious. And, and that's how I started um, 
my business and I, I now teach. I, I started in postpartum care myself, working in people's homes and then eventually uh, transitioned to actually training other people to do the same thing because I felt that way I could have a bigger impact. And you absolutely have. I have watched what you do with your community and the impact that you have and, you know, the success of your business because you have been really, really focused on serving your incredible community. Um, And, I, I, you know, I, can we talk a little bit about that in terms of like how you support the women in your world, the women that you're educating? Yeah, so community is obviously a really important part of what yeah. I do. A lot of what we teach mums is about what we call like 21st century village building but it's the idea that you know yes it's not going to automatically happen for you in our culture but there are still lots of things that you can do and that ranges from paying for support through childcare or meals or massage or having a postpartum doula or care of some kind but also being more proactive around your mindset and asking for help from your husband, from your friends, from your family, from your neighbours, from your school and community groups. So there's really like a wide range of things we talk about for mums. And what I realised when I transitioned to teaching postpartum professionals was actually it was exactly the same work, that actually teaching them that mindset shift. If you're going to have a successful career supporting families, you also need to be supported and you need to practice what you preach. So what is it that you need? Do you need more childcare? Do you need a cleaner? Do you need to to ask your husband to work part-time or, you know, get more help from your neighbours, friends, family, mother's circles, you know, whatever it is. So that's really intrinsic to my kind of my worldview and my whole background and, and really embedded in my business. So we we kind of incorporate that into almost everything that we do. It does. It permeates through all of your touch points. But what I absolutely love is that you are leading by example in the way that you live your life and how you're not the only one that is caring for your family. You are building this business, this very successful business, um, alongside your role as as a mum and parenting your kids. You know, this is you've never been full time time five days a week 10 hours a day working like a mad woman um, in this business you have built built it in a way that's very very aligned with your values and and who you are as a person and that's what you know I, I talk about you a lot your ears must burn a lot because um, I have a lot of conversations with you in terms of when people you, you know when they're considering what success looks like and you are by far what you know I consider to be a success story because you know you're going on this business journey in a way that is is aligned with the with the person that you actually are rather than yeah the shiny throwing you know lots of spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks like you've been very very focused on your niche as well and I would love to talk a little bit about that in that you've you know you haven't you haven't deviated off the path like you have you you've you set up the collective and you have that has been your sole focus like this this whole time so can we talk about what it is that has been able like sort of enabled you to stay the course and and stick with that niche yeah, I think it's partly partly my personality. I'm a very obsessive um, person. 
when I get interested in something, I really like get hyper focused. You go on deep. It. You're, you yeah. go deep, really deep. You don't. Yeah, it's like you don't go broad, but you go deep, 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 deep. Yeah. Yes, and and as a result, I think I was able to find out some information, f- fill in some gaps that were culturally missing. Things that you know, I've learned things about brain science I've learned things about anthropology in order to be able to look at at motherhood and how we support families from a completely different world view you know than what was kind of mainstream when I studied to be uh, a doula a lot of it was really around like a little bit of baby care a little bit of breastfeeding but they really didn't dive into like how does your brain change how does your identity change how can your society support you um what happens to your hormones what do traditional cultures do? Um, and so because I'm so fascinated with the topic and I love diving so deep, it means it's like a, a well that never ends. I'm able to stay in this industry for yes. it's been almost 15 years now and, and I still wake up energised and excited. It helps that it's an emerging um, area of study as well. So in the time that I'm um, in area there's constantly new research coming out you know new scientific studies new anthropological um articles and information so it's not a topic that's like well we know everything there is to know about it it's really new and emerging which makes it always fun yeah and you strike me as someone who loves to look like absolutely loves to learn like you love learning I think there are a lot of people that that kind of come into business and go okay this is it this is the thing that I do and I'm just going to rinse and repeat and make heaps and heaps of money but you are, you know you're you're constantly learning and and looking for ways to bring that into your you know into your existing um business and into the content that you provide for your community as well so I think that's even though it is like you know kind of there's the sameness but that's how you inject that variety into into your work yeah that's right and the signature program that we teach the newborn mothers collective um, postpartum training we update about every two or three years completely every re-record every single video every single lesson redo all of the transcripts and it's a massive job yeah I also give my students lifetime access because I want them to always have the most evidence-based the most up-to-date best practice information um, that they can have because I mean our work is so important yeah um, genuinely saves lives whether you're talking about increasing breastfeeding rates or decreasing the risk of SIDS um, supporting a mother escaping domestic violence or reducing um, a suicide risk these are topics that you can't just say well you know you studied with me five years ago so you don't get this new information so everyone always gets the updates yeah I love that that's so that's um, unreal. So given how long you have been doing this, um, what do you know now that you wish you had known at the beginning? Um, oh, you know, it would just be really nice to reduce some of the anxiety of those early days to just go be able to go back and go, it's going to turn out okay. Yes. <laughs> Hang in there. You don't need to lie awake at 3 a.m. going like, oh, my God, how am I going to pay the electricity bill? Yeah. <laughs> um, because it was 
really stressful. We were in a really difficult financial position when I started the business and I quit a, you know, a comfortable, reliable local government job um, with a baby and fell pregnant again. Because you'd only had one. You'd only had one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Your first one. Yeah. So I studied actually before I had children, um, but I didn't really start doing the work until after I'd had a baby because that gave me the courage to take the leap until I had experienced postpartum myself I it was still kind of a theoretical thing like yes I theoretically knew that mums needed more support when I had my own experience I was like this is urgent this cannot wait another day I can't keep going to work that's not meaningful um and you know pretend this isn't happening you know so that was what made me to to take that, you know, really scary leap of quitting my comfortable job uh, and starting my own business. But they were really tough years. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I I had a certain amount of self-belief in order to be able to do that, Mm -hmm. but it certainly came with a huge amount of sleepless nights and, and anxiety. And if I could just go back and say, it's just going to turn out okay, you know, you've made the right choice. Yeah. And you did, you absolutely have. And it is because so many people hold on to security blankets for longer than maybe they should. You know, I, I work with a lot of people who kind of, you know, they're tapering off from a from a full-time or some kind of secure contract role or whatever. But, that, you know, it's like taking that final leap into your business um, that, yeah, I think it's it's amazing what that you did that and um and here you are 15 years later and um and still going really really strong now something that you uh that you did with your family which is um I have spoken about was actually one of the most engaged with um posts I think I've ever done on on my Instagram um when I shared your story um of you taking six months out of your business to travel around what was meant to be around Australia but because of lockdowns and border closures and that sort of thing um you were restricted to only part of Australia traveling around with the family for six months um and I know that that was a huge dream of yours for a very long time that you made come true but it was that that idea of how the hell does someone step away completely like you were remote in the outback you could not be contacted um, for a big chunk of that Um, so I would love for you to share with the listeners um, how you made that happen well you know it's kind of similar to quitting a job in that you just have to take the leap because there's no way you can possibly imagine how it's going to work until you've actually just ripped off that band-aid and given it a red hot go um, I always knew I wanted to set up a job. I read the four-hour work, but four-hour work week way back when, and I could never quite figure out how postpartum work could do that, you know. <laughs> so, you know, it wasn't, I didn't even know how I would make that happen. I just knew that it had to have meaning as well. I didn't only want a good income working part-time flexible hours. I also wanted to make a big impact in the world. That was a really important part of it for me. So I guess part of the practice was actually having babies whilst running my business because I did take maternity leave from my business um, a couple of times. Yeah. And it 
gave me a bit of practice and a bit of mm-hmm. feedback. I figured yeah. out what worked and what didn't. Yeah. Um, but I did get a bit of of experience with things like scheduling news letters three months in advance, um, having a team that could answer emails and any urgent kind of inquiries and that kind of thing. And then so I guess that gave me that kind of confidence to go, all right, I'm ready to take six months off. The scariest things were things like turning off my social media. Um, That's like makes people completely panic in business today, but it was actually fine. It it didn't even decrease my course sales. The thing we noticed was it decreased book sales. So sales of small, inexpensive things were were lower. But the people that were really committed to training with me in in my self-study course, they were still joining. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was just interesting that it was actually not as much of a big deal as I thought it would be. Mm. Uh, So, yeah, I really think you just sometimes have to have a go. You do. And you also, you know, I will caveat that you also have not, not a massive team, but you have t- two halves, which which made made up a whole in terms of like VA support. They had been in the business for a while before you before you went away. It wasn't like you just, you know, decided two weeks before you left. Oh God, I better get some support in the business and quick quick what's available and plonk them in. You had people that were very very entrenched in the way that your business ran and were able to caretake for you while you were That's away. That's like actually only half true. Francis. Oh, okay. Francis has been working with me years and years, but actually, do you remember Katie quit right before I left? That's right, yes. That was a little bit of a panic because then we had to get Jackie in. So they were the only team members I had. But what I did have was really, really solid uh, standard operating procedures. We have like everything, usually the way that I set up standard operating procedures is I don't even do them, but what I'll do is I'll get my VA to do a task and video their screen while they're doing it. And then they go back through and type that out in steps, you know, click on the orange button in the top right corner, literally like that level of detail. And then they'll give it to the other VA and say, can you actually try doing this task and let me know if there's any bits that are unclear? And if they can also do that task, then that's great. That goes in our SOPs. And so because I'd been doing that for years and years, then even getting Jackie in fairly last minute meant that she was able to, we had, you know, reply email templates for all of our common questions, um, you know, and SOPs for everything from sending a newsletter to publishing a blog post to, you know, everything, responding to queries on social media, although we did turn that off the reason we turn social media off is because, you know, in the last couple of years especially, there's been a lot and a lot of really awful social media interactions. Mm. I was quite frequently having to admin some really nasty discussions about vaccines and about trans people and a whole range of topics that I didn't actually want to give that job to anyone else. No. I didn't yeah. think that was fair to ask a VA to, no. to deal with that and mm. I thought, I don't want the stress of being offline, you know, without internet and a week later coming back and there's like hundreds of comments and people being awful to each other in my space. Yeah. Um, So that's why we got rid of that. But everything else, you know, they could almost 
just run from these SOPs and templates and things. Yeah, yeah, I remember having that conversation. I remember that conversation with you when you know it was making that decision to turn that off because, um, yeah, that was there was a whole and and you know I should also caveat that that you know a lot of Julia's clients um, are overseas. There, you know, we've got an Australian base, but they're also overseas. So there was a lot going on in the US, and it was just you were getting a lot of people using your platform or trying to use your platform as a way of... Uh, yeah, they genuinely yeah. were. They were trying yeah. to get people to join spin-off Telegram groups yes. that were like, you know, had lots of not evidence-based health information yeah. and things mm. like that. I was just like, I can't um, I can't allow this to happen if I'm not constantly monitoring it, you know. I really yeah. have to be completely on top of this or just turn it off. Yeah. And what about now, now that you're back with that sort of thing? Because I think that is something that a lot of people who do have, you know, membership groups or community, you know, Facebook community groups or whatever um, as part of their business, how do you manage that now? It's never a problem with my students ever. Yeah. So we have a membership group with a, oh, might even be 300 people in it mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. at the moment, never a problem. Everyone mm-hmm. knows there that we only share evidence-based information and that we always respect people's human rights. Yeah. So we don't entertain discussions that are, you know, racist, sexist, uh, transphobic, homophobic, any of that. They, my students know it, it, it's got to be human rights and it's got to be evidence-based. And so even though there might be some students who maybe have some beliefs yeah. or yeah. viewpoints, they know this is never tolerated. Mm-hmm. And so it's we never have any problems in that group at all. On my public pages, it comes up quite a lot. Just recently with the, or the bottle feeding formula shortage in the US, for example, I shared an article about how breastfeeding is not free because one thing I was really frustrated by is everyone saying, oh, well, if you run out of formula, you should just breastfeed. Breastfeeding's free. I was like, breastfeeding's not free. It has a toll on a woman's health. It takes time away from her paid work. It has a toll on her mental health. You know, it, there's a lot of things about breastfeeding that are really hard and it's only mm. free if you don't count women's work as um, valuable, yeah. um, as their time is valuable, their health is valuable. So I shared what I thought was a fairly reasonable article about that. It wasn't the best thing. In future, I'd probably rewrite it in my own words. Yeah. But what happened was all these people came out saying that I was pro-formula feeding oh, and a whole bunch of other people came out because the article used some gender-neutral terms, you know, like people who breastfeed rather than women you know, and then all these transphobes jumped on it. And I woke up in the morning. It always happens in America. So it's overnight for us. Overnight. Yeah. So I go to sleep and, you know, everything's normal. And I wake up in the morning and there's like 400 angry comments on a post. And I'm like, I'm not, I actually just deleted it because I think the truth is a lot of those people are never going to be my students. And I don't want to give those debates airtime on my platform I'm not going to give them a voice yeah so my strategy now is I I I literally just block and delete and um yeah and don't don't entertain it and have yeah and have very clear boundaries around yeah and it's taken me a lot of time to have that courage I mean because I've been in this industry for such a long time like sometimes I know a few years ago when all this vaccine stuff was coming out I kept looking around I'm like where's the leaders in my industry who are talking about evidence and I was like oh, it's 
It's me. It's you. <laughs> People are looking to you. And how did that feel stepping into that? Because that's 15 years ago, Julia, would, you know, that would have been one of the things that would have been keeping you awake at night. But how did it feel to step into that role? You know, I mean, scary, but also I think what really, really motivates me is just knowing that there's a need. And if no one else is filling it, well, I just have to step up. It's not about me or my ego. It's about this is work that needs to be done and no one else is doing it. So here we are. Yeah. Get on with it. You know, don't stop letting your, you know, I don't want to let my own self-doubt and fear and all of that to prevent this really important life-saving information from being shared. So I kind of don't really give myself a choice of entertaining those fears and doubts. I just say, well, if it has to be done, then I'll do it. It's you. It's up to you to do it. So yeah, well done. I just, I absolutely, I love, love, love working with you, Julia, and seeing how this business of yours has grown and the success that you have had. It is so, so deserved. And I always ask my guests before we wrap up um, to leave our listeners with a recommendation. So something that would boost their life or their business. It can be something you've watched, read, listened to, Eaten, what's your recommendation? <laughs> I had a really nice piece of chocolate cake this morning. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but do we have to come to Fremantle to have it? That's yeah, my mum made it, so it's not it's not available. No, I think the biggest thing, which I've already covered, is really uh, about asking for help and, and building that, that community. I just think people ask me, now that I'm at this stage in my business where people perceive me as successful and I'm really honestly the same person I've grown and learned but you know it's still just me and people say how did you do it how do you do it all and I always say I I don't do it all that's the Mm. exact point I've asked so many people for help I have a lot of help at home I have a lot of help in my business Um, and I really think that we are so conditioned in our culture to be hyper independent and to feel like a failure so in order to ask for help we have to do a lot of mindset work first around being worthy and being valuable and being deserving it takes a lot of work to get to the point that you can even ask for help so that's really the biggest thing that's helped me to get to here is asking for help you cannot Mm. do it alone you can't Mm. um so well I'm so glad that you asked me for my help because I love 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 helping you so how can our listeners connect with you Julia how can we get more of you in our lives uh sure everything's over at newbornmothers.com we've got a blog we've got a podcast we've got all the usual social media channels and newsletters and all of that but yeah just just pop over to newbornmothers.com and it's all there and that's where it all is well thank you so much for today I've loved chatting with you like this it's so funny just doing the zoom thing with you um and it's been a great chat thank you so much for sharing Julia thanks for having me Michelle Oh, so there you have my wonderful, wonderful client, Julia Jones. Julia is one of the many, many women that I have supported as they build their flourishing businesses. Now, if listening to this today has prompted you to consider having some one-on-one support in your business, jump over to my newly refreshed website, michellebroadbent.com.au 
go to the What I Do tab and you can check out how I work and see if this resonates with you. If it does, get in touch. Let me know if I can be of help to you and help you achieve your dreams just like Julia has. Have an amazing week. Thanks again for listening and I will talk to you next week. Thanks for sharing some of your day with me today. I hope it's given you a little boost. To continue the conversation or access any of the resources mentioned in this episode, visit michellebroadbent.com.au. And if you want to give me a boost, you can hit subscribe and be sure to tell your friends. Speak soon. Speak soon.